A former Bush White House official is hoping to turn around a key Homeland Security division for the Biden administration. Kenneth Weinstein has been nominated to lead DHS's Office of Intelligence and Analysis. If confirmed, he'll have to take on the division's long-standing leadership and morale issues. For more, Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. And Justin Weinstein has had his nomination hearing. Tell us more about his background and what he's stepping into here should he get nominated. Sure. So Kenneth Weinstein is a former federal prosecutor. He served in the Bush administration at the FBI and then at the Justice Department, and, and then finally as President Bush's Homeland Security Advisor in the final year of his term. And he's been out of government since then, but now he's hoping to rejoin the administration to uh, lead the Office of Intelligence and Analysis at DHS. And that office is poised to play a pretty big role in the Biden administration's strategy for countering domestic terrorism. INA is able to kind of interface with domestic law enforcement and gather intelligence from them and open source areas and piece together the the different pieces of of domestic terrorism plots and, and things of that nature. But a big question for lawmakers is how INA fits in with other organizations, especially the FBI, which of course leads investigations into domestic terrorism. And Weinstein pointed out during his confirmation hearing before the Senate Intelligence Committee that the FBI typically needs a reason to be investigating domestic terrorism. INA is able to do open source intelligence and kind of just look across the breadth of different things that are happening in the country without a specific investigation. INA plays a critical role in tying the federal government's responsibilities and efforts against domestic terrorism with the state, local, tribal, territorial, and private sector. And that's that's a really important piece and real huge value add that INA brings to the domestic terrorism fight and, frankly, to the whole intelligence enterprise. And that office, Intelligence and Analysis, has been fairly obscure compared to, say, CISA. But it's been in the news. What's been some of the issues there, Justin? Well, it's come into criticism for failing to raise warnings about the January 6th riot at the Capitol last year. It's uh, it's among several organizations that have, have come into criticism for that. But as we mentioned earlier, INDA is supposed to be able to interface with state and local law enforcement. And there are obviously several warnings on on social media in the open that something like January 6th was going to happen last year. An office like INA should have been looking at that and then and then spreading the word around government. And, and then they've also come into criticism for collecting information on journalists covering the Black Lives Matter protests in Portland, Oregon in 2020. An internal report on the division's activities criticized those actions, of course, and suggested INA needs a holistic review of the strategic direction. The report also found morale issues among employees and a general lack of support from leadership. So there's some pretty sticky issues going on at that division right now. Given the federal employee viewpoint scores that Homeland Security tends to garner each year, it sounds like these morale issues might be fairly longstanding. Right. This INA division is is at the, among the lowest at DHS, which is, of course, the lowest department ranked in the best places to work in the federal government. In 2020, the office's employee engagement score ranked 397 out of 411 subcomponent agencies across government. And it's consistently been in that area. The only DHS subcomponent that ranked lower was the Countering Weapons of Mass Destruction Office. So Weinstein told the committee that he would focus on those morale issues. He would focus on the workforce by trying to recruit from a diverse pool of employees, retaining people through the development of career paths and details to perhaps other parts of DHS or the intelligence community. A fundamental question, a fundamental issue and challenge for me to, if I walk into INA, is to 
assess what the morale of the workforce is and take every measure I can to improve that morale, which improves the effectiveness of the organization. Like I've stepped into management positions to a number of different uh, entities throughout my government career, and morale can change. It can turn on a dime, but it also can improve on a dime. And we're speaking with Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. And some of the members of Capitol Hill have concerns about this office, about facial recognition, and that privacy issues surrounding that have been in the news and on the Hill. Did that come up at the hearing? New York Democrat Kirsten Gillibrand pointed to a government accountability office report from last year that found facial recognition talk technologies are really proliferating across different parts of government, including law enforcement and intelligence, of course. And she asked Weinstein to commit to providing a full and accurate accounting of INA's collection, retention and exploitation of information derived from the use of facial recognition. And she also wants uh, him to include a list of all contracts and subcontractors used by INA if, he, if he's confirmed. Weinstein said he would make that commitment and he takes facial, facial recognition technologies seriously. There was no facial recognition technology, I, I don't think, when I was last in government. But just reading about it, I've heard about the concerns about biases in the technology And then the just general concerns, whenever you have a powerful new technology being used for intelligence purposes, it needs to be very carefully vetted. It needs to be subject to careful constraints and safeguards and and guidance. All right. So it sounds like this office, intelligence and analysis, trying to find its footing within DHS, within the federal enterprise, because all of these things have intergovernmental and interagency concerns. And what do you expect here? Yeah, well, it's really supposed to sit at the nexus of several different areas. It's supposed to lead DHS's internal intelligence analysis efforts for all the different subcomponents that are at DHS from, you know, immigration investigations to cybersecurity. And and then it's also supposed to be a member of the intelligence community as well. It's one of the youngest members of the intelligence community. So it's it's faced some questions about how it stacks up against other intelligence agencies. And Weinstein said that he would assess whether INA's analytical production is essentially up to snuff with the needs of its partners and customers and, and is up to up to par with the other intelligence community agencies. He's got pretty broad support from lawmakers, and so it seems as if he's kind of on a glide path to confirmation. Uh, Senate Select Committee on Intelligence Chairman Mark Warner, Democrat from Virginia, endorsed Weinstein's nomination at the end of the hearing, and he also previewed the challenges ahead for the office. I personally, one, look forward to supporting you. I think you are, have absolutely the right experience at this moment in time for a part of the IC and law enforcement that I kind of understand its role, but candidly still don't fully understand. All right. And that's Senator Mark Warner, who actually understands these issues better than he lets on <laughs> from my interviews with him. So right. it looks like to then that Weinstein is, as you mentioned, on that glide path to confirmation. So that'll be a fairly important hole plugged in the Biden administration? Yeah, it's a big one. They've been kind of slow out of the gate to get a lot of these officials confirmed, uh, especially at agencies like DHS. But this would fill a pretty big hole on their domestic terrorism strategy that we talked about earlier. This INA office is supposed to play a key role there. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, 
If you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.